Welcome to the Believing and Achieving podcast, where we discuss all things related to health, longevity, improvement, awareness, and creativity. I am your host, Kylie Comstock, a self-taught master of the mind and body. Each week, we will have a topic to discuss with guests of all different backgrounds, stories, and knowledge to help you unlock the power within and incinerate your goals. All right, let's just get a check, make sure we're doing on check. Okay, cool. Just had to make sure we're going. Perfect. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Believing and Achieving podcast. Today's special guest is the amazing Libby Shaheen. She's an amazing friend of mine, and we are lucky to have her on here today. Libby is an incredible poet, musician, songwriter, athlete, and recently TikTok influencer. (laughs) I cannot wait for you all to learn from Libby. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and let's get going. How do you feel? I feel good. You feel good? Yeah. I'm happy to have you. Um, so first question for you is where did you grow up and how did that impact who you became? So I grew up in Vernal, Utah. And um, Vernal was definitely a different atmosphere from Spanish Fork where I live now. Um, it had a, I, growing up, I had a lot of exposure to drugs and alcohol at really young ages and like I had a lot of friends get into that and it's not it's never been something that I've ever been interested in and so that was kind of weird um but moving to Spanish Fork and seeing that compared to Vernal um it's just made me really grateful for the area that I'm in and um I I can just see how sub substance abuse can really um send you down into deep dark places so but yeah I'm just grateful for where I am now and grateful that um, I've I've been able to have those perspectives do you have you noticed like any of your friends did any of your friends that you were with in Vernal like get into that alcohol and drugs and those type of things yes so um a couple of my close friends got into that and honestly um I didn't really notice anything at first and like I kind of knew they were getting into it and it wasn't a big deal but um I did start noticing like them care less about their grades or like their athletics and like these people that I grew up with that were like super great athletes just like kind of fall off into the deep end and kind of um lose motivation and I think we we all do that a little bit as we're growing up like you find you see like I might not have loved that sport that much or really cared about like I don't know but um I don't know it's just sad because they started becoming really reliant on these things and it would kind of lead to anxiety and just Mm. um take away some of the peace that it can that you can have when like you know you don't have to rely on anything yep so was that hard for you then like seeing those friends leave yes yeah yeah it was hard and it was hard, especially because when I'd go back and visit them, I'd go to these parties where, like, I... And it never really made me super uncomfortable. Like, I still enjoyed being around them, even though um, we had different interest, I- interest in that aspect. But um, it was weird going back to parties and, like, being, like, extremely exposed to that and just um, being consistently offered. I mean, like, no, like, I'm sober. Or I don't I don't smoke. I don't vape, you know. Um, and it's not that big of a deal cause I still love them, but it's just sad 
to see these people that I grew up having so much fun with need these substances to feel good or to have fun or or all those things mm-hmm. yeah I like how you pointed out like to have fun do you mm-hmm. feel like that you are still able because a lot of people I mean even people maybe that are mm-hmm. listening have a hard time realizing that you can still have fun without those things do yes. you feel like how have you found the balance and how have you found to have fun without having to have like you know drugs and alcohol especially alcohol because I know drinking Mm -hmm. is huge in high school for a lot of people outside of you know where we live yes so I one way that I stay sober and still have fun is through keeping my nights busy like I went through a point where I would just hang out with people and we'd just stay at someone's house all night and not really do anything but um once you start planning out your nights and like actually doing things or like planning to go and see this friend or get these people together it makes things so much more fun because i i just think um having a plan or actually going out and doing things can make the biggest difference in like being bored or feeling like you have to have alcohol or vape or smoke like in order to um fill your time okay well next question um so this is kind of a funny one what is your morning routine typical libby morning routine Yes, yeah, so my morning routine is currently a little bit different because I do have basketball in the morning. But my morning routine, um, I wake up, I take out my retainers, and I immediately brush my teeth because I that's just I have to brush my teeth first thing in the morning. Um, and then I wash my face. That's one thing that I really started doing, and it has literally changed my life. It is so satisfying to me to just wake up, brush my teeth, wash my face. Mm. And then after that, I, um, sometimes I shower, it depends, but, um, then I do my makeup or whatever I need to do there. And then I do my hair and then I get dressed and then I eat breakfast. But yeah, I love my morning routine and basketball, it's a little different. So I just brush my teeth and wash my face and put on deodorant. Then I go to practice then I come back and then I shower. So it's a little different, but. Okay, Lily Lee, I know you're listening to this podcast. She would be so happy right now if she heard about <laughs> the whole washing face, the whole routine. This girl is so into skincare. It's so funny. But I want. I guess I'm doing this for you, Lily. But what kind of skincare products do you use? So I'm currently on Accutane. So it's okay. different from what I usually use. But um, when I was on Accutane, I used Clear, Clearport Benzoyl Peroxide Wash, which literally... I wish I had discovered that years ago because I think Accutane has been so much easier this time because I, my skin was already clear from that face wash. Uh-huh. But I love that. It makes, it's like minty fresh, feels so good. And then, um, and that kind of like wakes you up. And then I use um, CeraVe. Wait, with, say the name again. It's like, clear, wait, what is it? It's Neutrogena Clear Pore Benzoyl Peroxide Face Wash. Okay. So good. Neutrogena Benzoid? Ben, so it's Clear Pore Benzoyl Peroxide. Okay. Wash. Okay. You sound like a chemist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, But yeah, I love that face wash. Minty fresh. Feels so good. And then I put on CeraVe, um, 30 SPF. I literally, I've noticed such a difference in my skin texture just from starting to wear sunscreen every day. Really? I cannot stress. And I've... I started listening to this podcast and like I've been really getting into skincare and like sunscreen, you cannot skip sunscreen. I, I don't know. That's one thing I will always do is put on sunscreen every single day.
that so wait why what i mean obviously like sunscreen is important in the summer what mm-hmm. makes it important in the winter that's so, what i wonder that's a good question i don't think it's actually needed in the winter but especially like mostly for the summer and spring and fall um but um i just know that so actually i'm not sure if you need to wear it in the winter but i just use the same fit uh lotion because it's like i've always used that lotion um but I know that 80% of your aging from your skin is from the sun. And so really 80%. Yeah. And 80%. I didn't know that. And I feel like just this past year that I've been consistent in wearing sunscreen, my skin is so much smoother and less leathery. And like, it's, I don't know. I just love it. I love, I love putting on sunscreen and feeling like, I don't know. It's almost like the first thing I get done in the day. It's, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. self care. Um, so okay next question well speaking of self-care i actually too wanted to ask so when it comes to like what is your opinion on self-care like what is your because a lot of people look at it like oh like that's kind of like a privilege like you shouldn't be able to they kind of look at it like it's something that is just a necessity Mm -hmm. or not a necessity i mean they kind of look at it like something they can do as like you know if they have time so what's your opinion on self-care yeah so self-care Honestly, I feel like sophomore year, I was just in the uh, sophomore and freshman year. I was just in the deepest, darkest place of my life. And so and I finally started like taking care of myself and I I made this routine. And so I feel like sometimes people see like all these TikTok videos or like 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 you said, like self-care is almost like a privilege. But self-care is routines to me. I think washing like um setting up a skincare routine for the morning and the night and like consistently washing your hair like you know things like that and Mm -hmm. just I don't know it's more routines than a privilege but and I think it can be as simple as just like putting on sunscreen or like um like making sure you wash your face before you go to night or go to bed or like um once a week just taking a bath or like taking ice baths or you know Mm -hmm. things like that and just um and also like keeping your room clean it's just it's really just routines to me mm. yeah totally but i think i just think routines and having somewhat of a self-care routine can seriously affect mental health okay and you said so you said that you had gone through a dark mm-hmm. time was that you said sophomore and junior year so freshman to sophomore year freshman to sophomore mm-hmm. year and what was that like for you what were you going was there something i mean obviously you don't have to yeah. share if it's too personal mm-hmm. but what was something you were going through that was like dark so part of it was i think those years are hard for everyone because you're kind of figuring out who you are and like you, everyone's hormonal um i was on accutane then too so this is my second round and i think accutane did mess with my mental health a little bit um but and it was also quarantine and so not seeing people and like not going to school really affected me um mm-hmm. as it did to many people it affected a lot of people yeah quarantine was hard um yeah and it's also a weird time because i feel like that's when people kind of start dating each other and like um i heard from somewhere that like your first heartbreak is the the hardest so it's like i i don't know part of it was because um i liked a couple boys that didn't like me back and um i was just figuring out who i was been there Mm -hmm. but it's just it's just uh what's it what's the word reflective time almost like i was really looking towards myself 
you know mm-hmm. kind of figuring out who I was I don't know how to how to word that yeah but yeah and that's like really tough thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that mm-hmm. I feel like figuring out who you are is something that we're all still doing mm-hmm. you know it's like you wake up one day and let, like for example especially if you read a lot like some mm-hmm. books I feel like can give you some epiphanies that you're like yes. you question everything you're thinking about I had this book I was reading. It's actually really good. I recommend to anybody out there who's listening. It's called Awaken to Your True Self by Andrew Daniel. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was very conflicting to a lot of the knowledge I currently had mm-hmm. on a lot of different fronts. And so it was like kind of a a book of self-discovery. Like I was like, yeah. oh, I'm figuring out that I don't like that or I like this. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of are figuring out things as people are bringing up different points. Yes. And then it helps you discover yourself even more. And so I think reading can be a helpful use of self-discovery. But yeah, that's that's hard. And I know too, it's like you're in that stage where you don't like have, you don't know what you want to do yet because I don't know. It's just like hard. You're just transitioning. So yes, it is. It is a definitely transitional stage in life. And I know what you mean about the heartbreak. First uh-huh. heartbreak, especially the when you're young. The always the worst. Yeah, yes. you're just like, I just want someone to love me. Yes. <laughs> no, it's true. And it's just, it's weird to get your heart broken in this generation because it's so, like, there's that constant connection through social media and all things like that. So it's just constant overthinking. But yeah, you can, like, stalk them still if you want. Literally. It's not good. Yes. It's not good. We get through it, though. Yeah, for real. Okay, so next question um how did you get into poetry and do you have a favorite poem that you have written on your phone yes so I got into poetry um around quarantine so that was kind of part of it it was a lot of um self-reflection during that time but um I'd always been into writing growing up I'd always um I kind of play guitar and so I would attempt to write these songs but the music composition part of things was very hard for me because um I never like all my guitar knowledge comes from YouTube or like my dad and not I never really had lessons so um I'd write these songs or quote-unquote songs and um and then I read my first poetry book Milk and Honey by Rupi Carr which is so good I love her books um but and then I kind of started to realize oh like these songs that I'm writing are a lot like her poems Mm. and so then I just started writing all these poems instead of making them as songs and then I was just obsessed and like so I started reading all these poetry books um I started writing down like every idea that I had in my had in my phone because I started seeing like poetry all around me and um yeah but my favorite poem is probably I've got a couple anyway okay so this one's called spring it's The birds come back out to play and sing the same song as the rain, the heartbreaking melodies that remind me of that harsh winter when the snow dried your heart and the mountains made you vain. The flowers grew like the hair on your head, so bright and tall. I looked in the mirror and saw exactly what I thought I would. My flowers were yellow and yours were blue. The wind started to smell like those times I now miss, back when I was so naive and young, back when I used to wish for this. Wow. Did you write that? Yes. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Thank you. That is so good. And it's, I want, I kind of want to know the meaning. Like there were so many, every time I hear her poetry, I always like, I'm amazed about how many like little meanings there is Mm -hmm. to everything. Like there's so much thought. Are you like, 
are you gonna write a book or anything like i think of rupee car and i'm like that would be in her book like i don't know because I, I could see that i have a lot of poems i've honestly thought about like trying to put them together and and write a book but a lot of my poems aren't traditional poetry it's um it's just like collection like sometimes i do how to's like i'll just list like um how to stay grounded or how to like just like my kind of guide for things but um and other times i just write pretty words or like i don't know but i've definitely thought about it i think it would be fun to put together a book and just see it's almost like a self-help poetry guide see but that's like that's like your own niche like you should make that a book yeah that would be so rad like i my brother roger recommended the book expert secrets Mm -hmm. from russell brunson and he talks a lot about finding your own sea of um people and Mm -hmm. finding your own group of people Mm -hmm. and that's like your own little niche like self-help and poetry like i've never seen that anywhere yet that's true so something to think about about (laughs) i think it'd be fun and i have a lot of poems so i feel like it wouldn't be that hard to just put them together right like i have all the pages let's just put them together you know Mm -hmm. so okay so let's hear the meaning like what was was there multiple meanings or was it just kind of like a collection of thoughts like so yeah this one this one i wrote last spring um but like i said i just feel like i saw a lot of things like that i felt like in nature or in my life that i felt were poetic um this one was kind of about like how the spring is like everything's thawing out like it's getting warm again and it's kind of weird because um I feel like the seasons will definitely give us specific feelings like the I don't know and whether it's nostalgia or like memories connected to that time of year like the seasons can give us like specific feelings and emotions and so um I was kind of going through the year like the first one was spring um then it was summer and then it was like um when I said this that harsh winter snow dried your heart and mountains made you vain and so um I don't know it's just kind of going through the year and like the weather and how um the our heart can kind of thaw out just like the earth does wow yeah heart can thaw out like the earth does you literally are like speaking (laughs) poetry speaking poetry so I like how you said the seasons give us feelings and Mm -hmm. you know what I think people can relate to that in Mm -hmm. terms of seasonal depression yes yes and things like that where it's kind of like it really like we are so connected to nature Mm -hmm. you know like especially when we wrote that paper in english like Mm -hmm. the bell hooks yep um i still think about that all the time me too i have i have it hanging up i have some papers hanging up in my room oh i loved that it was so cool so true um okay so next question for you um let's see yeah, so what do you want to pursue in the future? You kind of answered, like, poetry. And then mm-hmm. is there any other facets that you are looking into? So um, currently, I'm really looking into that digital marketing course at the Mountain Technical College. Cause oh, yeah. I, I'm so glad you brought that up to me because I really want to do marketing, but I hate the idea of going to um, four years of college just to be in all this debt when, like, I'm going to be taking classes that aren't all, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, like just the idea of not having to go into student debt and like being kind of close and going right into the field and start working. I really like that idea. So I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely do, I, for now I'm thinking marketing or like digital 
graphics or design, depending on if I go to the technical college or, like, a university. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then if I, if I end up hating marketing, then I'll just, um, I'm also considering, like, business management, because mm-hmm. I feel like, I was listening to this YouTube video, because I was so stressed about finding a career, and she said, um, everyone, like, growing up, everyone tells you, do what you're passionate about, do this, and that makes sense, but, like, we also have to do what we're naturally good at, and I feel mm-hmm. like, I was kind of, like, looking, like, thinking back, and, like, what am I naturally good at, and so I feel like, um, I'm good at leadership, um, roles, Absolutely. and so, I started thinking about, like, well, maybe I could do management or, like, open franchises. So, I don't know. That's something to think about. If you're thinking about um, doing, like, finding a career, think about what you're naturally good at, not just what you enjoy doing. Mm, Yeah. And I think that's something that they've emphasized in a lot of books is, like, you have your strengths like own them like Mm -hmm. rather than focusing on everything you're not good at and I mean of course it's great to practice Mm -hmm. and to get better but you already are born with strengths use those strengths to and and you can work on the things that are weaknesses and build up with your strengths but focus less on them and more on what's actually important exactly but yeah I definitely see you in a leadership position I think I could see you doing owning a business or you know, being an entrepreneur, doing those things. Mm-hmm. I think we're very like-minded in that way. Yes. And I think what's great about this course, which I wanted to mention to all of you listening at Mountain Technical College, the day that the class opens up, it fills up in literally like five minutes or less. Really? Um, yeah. But it is such a good when does it open outlet it i think it's like 8 a.m and it's like in april is the next because they have an april they have an april opening and then they have an august opening so you want to be online signed up yeah. ready to go applied to mtech everything but it's a 1700 dollars course and it's nine months and it's a hundred percent graduation rate um and it's 86 percent job placement and the average pay or salary is 75k so mm-hmm. right out of high school incredible 40 plus bucks an hour which yeah. is great so if you're looking into anything digital marketing related you should definitely look into that if mm-hmm. you are listening um but okay let's see next question for Libby. um if money wasn't a factor what would you do with your time this is kind of a hard one immediately i think travel i don't know where but i think it'd be fun to travel um go to the gym <laughs> and I don't know I've I've been trying since I've been asked this question last time I seriously don't know I would just read and write and play music and just go to the gym I guess and travel mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I, all I, I would do the same thing yep I would do the same thing and I I forgot to ask you um, when you brought it up, but you you mentioned how you looked up on YouTube because you were stressed about finding a career. Mm-hmm. YouTube is amazing. YouTube is so amazing. It is amazing. What do you what do you think about the education sense of YouTube? So I that's why I'm so iffy about going to college in the first place because you can learn literally anything on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's a paid course, like free YouTube videos, you can learn anything. Mm. And like just. I don't know. It's beyond me. Like we have so we have literally unlimited knowledge at our fingertips. Literally, yeah, exactly. And to think back, like our parents have to go to the library or go to an encyclopedia. Like we have it literally at our fingertips. And like, 
it's constantly growing in too. fun videos too. yes I'm like, exactly oh, I watch Entertainment. That. yes <laughs> yes it's crazy but um i can't remember your question i was just asking what you think I just about the YouTube. educational terms of it yes. like how it is presented because for me i'm like this is college like yeah what do i want to be good at yeah Type it up yes what do i want to do because i've done the same thing i'm like how to make money doing this mm-hmm. it's like oh. money's that are jobs that pay well you know yeah or exactly. like even in sh- like guitar i wouldn't know how to play gu- guitar if it weren't for the internet you know exactly i wouldn't have found like that book if it weren't you know there's so many we're totally affected by the internet every day and it's growing so much that i think it's almost it's w- crazy to think that like or it's crazy to get a job that isn't in the internet Mm. which is kind of crazy because like we obviously we need farmers and you know but like the internet is where money's being made right now Mm -hmm. like all these website what's it called web developers yeah are making so much money right now because they're in such high demand oh yeah well and that's that leads me to another question where do you think we're going like do you think it's always going to be in the media and in the internet and like we're always going to have all these social platforms. Like, what do you think? Because for me, I'm like, are these going to last forever? Like, will my kids be on TikTok? Yeah. Will my kids be on Instagram? I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some sort of new invention that's like, outdoes the smartphone. Because, like, it used to be computers, now it's smartphones. So I'm sure there's something coming that's going to just blow smartphones out of the water. But I honestly don't know. At this point, there's, like, in, I feel like going forward there's always going to be the constant connection though like Mm. through the internet it's created this um like i keep saying constant connection but like that's what it is like Mm -hmm. we're constantly if you like someone you check their or and they're not answering you on snapchat you check their snap score you check their snap maps or like you see them they've been active on instagram like it's creating relationships that aren't that are completely through the media or through social media it's crazy to me i don't think that will ever go away though mm-hmm. at this point yeah i don't either i think it, it it's kind of strange how it's mm-hmm. literally like from one day we didn't have phones to like mm-hmm. a whole world like mm-hmm. inside of a device yes blows my mind um okay so here's kind of a fun one that i want to ask about but what is one of the biggest challenges you've had to face in life biggest one of the biggest challenge challenges i've had to face is obviously heartbreak like Mm -hmm. i get it i'm only 18 but like that's hard Mm -hmm. you can't i've been thinking about this a lot and sometimes i i have a friend that's going through a breakup and they weren't even together that long and i at one point i found myself thinking like how are you like not getting over this it was wasn't even long but then i was like immediately stopped myself like that person like it doesn't matter how small like that's pain you know Mm -hmm. so i think heartbreak is hard whether it's a friend like a friend family member um significant other you know Mm -hmm. that's definitely hard but um another thing that's been hard is um having to kind of like pick myself up and choose to be happy Mm. because I think um I think a lot of times um mental health can be so hard because people sometimes people don't want to be happy like mm-hmm. we're comfortable where we're sad and we don't want to go out of our comfort zone things like that and so choosing to go and seek happiness was really hard for me and I think I was just thinking about this when I drove over here like I 
when I think about myself even last year or like a couple months ago, I I was a different person. And like now I'm having less ideas for my poetry because I'm not feeling things so deeply or like not mm-hmm. being so sad all the time because a lot of times poetry is like the sad things we feel. And that's when it really hits home is when you can relate to that sadness. Mm-hmm. But like, so I'm kind of seeing it less in my life. And I don't know, it's just like picking myself up and and like starting my journey was hard but that's really deep Mm -hmm. I really like that I like how you said we're comfortable when we're sad Mm -hmm. and I like how you made it a choice and you're choosing Mm -hmm. to try to be better Mm -hmm. because that's what it comes down to Mm -hmm. right it's It's true it's a matter of trying to be better Mm -hmm. it's not trying to be perfect it's not trying to be 100% all the time it's trying to be better Mm mm-hmm my dad talks about this principle that he taught me um, when we were in church, actually. But he talks about this idea of, I believe in God. If you don't believe in God, that's okay. It's kind of like you can, the universe, whatever you believe in. But God does not expect us to be perfect. He says our efforts, he says, you're not perfect, but that was perfect. Mm-hmm. What you did, your effort towards that. Mm -hmm. was perfect but you can't be right Mm -hmm. so it's just a matter of being better and just putting in your efforts i think yes like there's that there that reel on instagram that (laughs) is always going in my head it's like the 90 percent of it is just showing up Mm -hmm. you know talking about yep yep yeah and it's so true it's so true just showing up can get you so far in life okay so libby had a thought we have construction people at my house and (laughs) they're drilling stuff into the (laughs) i don't even know what cabinets or something so hopefully you guys don't hear that but anyway we had to take a break anyways okay okay so my thought is um how you're talking about um like just with what you just said i don't I i don't know how to repeat it but i think um for it's kind of the same thing like if you believe in god or if you don't believe in god that's okay like no one I don't know a lot of people don't know where they are with that but um when you when we believe like if you believe this life is a test it's weird to to know like how to judge someone on their life because um people are the people that they are because of the experiences they've been put into and it's hard to know how much of um an influence someone can have on their own um situations Mm. you know I don't really know how to say that but I hope you're getting what I what I'm trying to get across but um so I think that if this life is a test, then God is going to judge us based on our intentions mm. because, um, and like, if this is a test, then this is the lowest version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're, um, and it's hard to know how much our spirit or our soul and our intentions, cause I kind of group those together, weighs in on our body and our physical, um, our, our physical body, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's cool because and and it's hard in this life because um even though someone might intend to not hurt you mm-hmm. they still do and so it's hard to know when to forgive people in this life or when to um or how to see intentions and how to know when they're true but um I don't know I just thought about that a lot mm-hmm. I think um intentions will have a big role in judgment yeah 
yeah honestly it's kind of strange to think about judgment too that's another thing is is i think the only way to solve like what to what to judge and what not to Mm -hmm. because it's like in a lot of ways we can't judge each other right because it's like people will say oh they're doing this it's so bad but then they'll go to make a mistake that's not really in the same realm it's Mm -hmm. different but it's still like not good Mm -hmm. morally right yes yes but at the same token i think that's important for us that's why it's important for us to be like well god's gonna judge right look Mm -hmm. at how jesus judged people because if you read if you do read the scriptures or the bible you'll see that you don't know i mean most people that jesus helped or healed you have no idea about Mm -hmm. their backgrounds you don't know where they came from Mm -hmm. you don't know if they were doing bad things they just talk about how Jesus healed them and how they came to him and asked for help. So mm-hmm. I think it's that same idea if he can see that their heart and he can see their intention. Yes. And I think he knows. So I think looking after that, well, like not judging people at all because mm-hmm. all of us want to be loved. All of us want to be have a belonging and mm-hmm. a sense of connection to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I've been I've been actually reading. I've been listening to this YouTube channel that I absolutely love. Like some sure, sure. I like I like self-help books and I like self-help podcasts and stuff, but none of them have really made like and they're a lot of them are good knowledge and like they help me in this little aspect, but this one is actually like changing my life. The Wizard Liz, have you heard of her? The wait, what is it called? Wizard Liz. I it's either Wizard the Wizard Liz? Liz or Wizard Liz. I'm going to look it up. No, but I'm literally taking note. She Wizard is so good i was just listening to her before okay so it's the wizard liz but um she is amazing she has she almost has a um this sounds awful but she has kind of a narcissistic view of life but listening to her youtube videos will give you so much confidence because um it just talks about, I can't remember what I, where I was going with this. What were we talking about before I brought her up? We were just talking about seeing intentions and seeing um, kind of where people are, like judgment kind of. And Oh, yes, yes. So she was talking about how, um, how like, we're all queens. Because it's like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, um, a podcast for femininity, like, and things like that. So, um or it's a YouTube channel for um, looking in your feminine side. And she was talking about how a queen does not judge others. Like, a queen, igno- or, like, she doesn't get jealous. She- and um, she looks at another queen and, like, acknowledges her with confidence in herself and says, like, you know what? That's not me. Like, I could never be you. I'm only me. And, like, with that, the judgment thing, she just, like, she had a- she had a really good take on it. Like, it literally does not matter. Like, there is no... There's genuinely no point in judging others. Like, what is the point? There's or no others. Like There's no exactly comparing. There's no point. And um, she also does this with like, conf- she also says that um, confidence is like, why would you even let like, why would you even let others know that you're not confident? Mm. No one actually knows if I'm confident or not. No one knows if you're confident. No one knows. Like the most beautiful one, the Hadids. No one knows if they're confident. But they portray that. Mm. There's no harm in portraying your confidence because no one actually will ever know. Exactly. And, like, she just does it. She has such an analytical brain. And, like, she, the way that she words it is makes so much sense. And um, 
I don't know, just if you're, honestly, if you're struggling with, like, um, self-image or confidence, like, listen to it, but, like, even if you're not, just listen to it, because she has so many good points, and even though at times it's, she does have a more selfish view of things, it can kind of help balance, like, um, for people that are putting others first too much, Mm. because I think sometimes you can be too selfless or, like, overlook your own feelings, um, just to please others you know Mm, yeah it's really good that sounds amazing that sounds really and and that's what I another thing that I love about social media and having access to this stuff is it's like you can find your own little communities and people Mm -hmm. you connect with from their stories Mm -hmm. and their vulnerabilities and so I think I mean, obviously, if she's as confident as she is, she may have come from somewhere that she wasn't confident. Oh, yeah. And maybe she shared that. Yeah, she has. And that's probably why you've been able to connect with her. And so I think that's what's so cool is we are all making a mark. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people often forget is that we are... And another thing, I mean, there's lots of points that have come to my head as you've been talking, but the point of not comparing, we are all... I wrote a post about this on my Instagram like a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. We are all supposed to be completely different. Mm -hmm. Like we do, I mean, we can have our similarities. We can have a lot in common, but we are supposed to be different. Mm -hmm. God made us different. So what's the point in comparing? The competition is yourself, right? Exactly. She talks about that. The competition is yourself. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard for us to see that when we constantly have other people in our face all Mm -hmm. the time. We're constantly looking at other people's feeds, other people's lives. Yes. And and we have no help. I mean, our natural human instinct says compare. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're not doing that. You're not mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this. Points out all the weaknesses, everything you're not doing, mm-hmm. and doesn't see your strengths. So it's important that you have a media or a source that you can go to that can remind you, hey, I'm good at this, or hey, I am. And that's why I think yes. that narcissistic view can actually be helpful. And also, too, with setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. As you get older, yep. I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but as you get older, a lot of times you don't realize it, but when you're young, you're you're willing to bend a lot of rules and a lot of different things Mm -hmm. but as you get older and you want to be successful in certain areas and do certain things you have to start set boundaries with people Mm -hmm. so that you can get to those goals yes um while still maintaining a a, an incredible relationship which you can do and an open mind and i think boundaries can help with a relationship actually um but it's just making sure that you're giving enough time for yourself Mm -hmm. right in order to show up for others i made a post about that as well where it's like you're doing your self-care you're doing the things the Mm -hmm. habits that will keep you happy so that way you can show up for others in your best mind and your best self yes I love I love that you brought up boundaries because she talks about that too and I haven't really given my boundaries a lot of thought because I think this is a time in our lives where we're still finding out what we might believe spiritually or just morally and like we're figuring that out so um like like you said this is a time where boundaries are being bent like bent and broken and things like that and she talks about how um like when you tell yourself you're going to do a small task like if I tell myself I'm going to wake up in the morning I need to follow through with that just so I can trust myself Mm. and as I'm starting to make these boundaries I can hold other people account like and I'm holding myself accountable for my boundaries and I can start holding others and like I can trust myself and that can lead to more confidence and like she just like worded that beautifully and I think boundaries are such like it's so good to look for um your boundaries and like find where you're comfortable with things because it can provide a lot of security and confidence and I think sometimes looking back at my past 
relationships, non-romantic and romantic, um, I was very insecure about my boundaries. And so then I'd let people walk all over me Mm. or I'd, um, you know, and so, and so then I'd worry if, oh, well maybe like, because I did that or like, I didn't follow through with that or that boundary was broken, then that's why they, um, they left or like why that didn't work out. So I just think having good bound, like finding your boundaries and following through with them and trusting yourself can lead to so much confidence and so much security. Yeah, I think there's there was a quote from Alex Hormozy. I don't you know who Alex Hormozy Mm-mm. is. He's an entrepreneur. He's very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, he started a click funnel that was like for fitness, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, acquisitions.com. But anyways, he's really smart and he talks about how like the best thing in life that you can learn to say is actually no. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember his exact words, but it was like something about the power of saying no. And he said that's there's a time and place for that. Like if you're trying to accomplish something and you need a certain amount of time every day to do it, you have the authority to block out that time and to mm-hmm. say no, to say, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yes. And then make the time so that maybe if you need to meet up with someone or need to go to lunch or whatever, you make that in your schedule. You make mm-hmm. it work. But yeah, I think I've had experiences too where I've, I've waited around for someone else and let them step all over me. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize was that I needed to go just like do something else like stop focusing on them yes. so much set your boundaries and go and ex- and experience and put in the time on things that are actually for you mm-hmm. right so I love that and another thing with saying no is like um our time is precious yeah like be conf- be um confident enough in yourself and like understand your power and your worth to say like my time like you don't have to do things you don't want to do Obviously, like, let's be kind to people. Let's try not to, like, only look at ourselves. But, like, there are times that you can say, no, I don't want to do that. And, like, my time is precious. And I don't have to, um, like, I don't need to do that just to please you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's okay to put yourself first and say, I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to. No, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I like that, though. Sometimes, yeah, saying no can be a really great thing. Mm-hmm. And... I think, too, another thing is, like, focusing on, on the other hand, where we're, we're talking a lot about, like, ourselves, and, mm-hmm. like, it's also important that we focus on what we can contribute. Yes. Because when you come from that mindset, at the same time, you're, I mean, you're worried about your own needs, but you're also worried about others' mm-hmm. needs. I think contribution is, the like, the thing that everyone should be focused on. Yeah. Because when you're focusing on contributing, you have to show up a certain way to be able to contribute. So, therefore, mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself to be able to contribute to others that's true but then when you are focusing on contributing to others you're also focusing on making connections and building love and relationships in your life Mm -hmm. so i think that's the thing that has helped me so much is just moving from a consumption like like oh always focused on what can i consume and take from others to what can i contribute because in that way i'm still caring for myself but anyway I'm taking care of myself so that I can help take care of others. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I love that. Exactly. I really love that. And then I was going to ask you, what do you, what's your thoughts on expectations? Because for me, I think it's super important we don't project our expectations onto other people. Yes. Because, like, when you let someone be exactly who they want to be, there's an element to them that they're, they're going to be the most truthful. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the most themselves. And they're mm-hmm. not going to have to worry about, you know, certain, like, things that you're thinking. 
Yes. What do you think about expectations? So I have actually been thinking about expectations a lot lately. I had a coach. Well, I have a coach. I'm still being coached by her. That last year we did not get along. Like mm. it was constant, constant bad vibes from each other. And it was both ways. Like I'll acknowledge that like some of the things I did were disrespectful. Um, but like, um, and it was because we had expectations for one another that weren't being met, unrealistic mm-hmm. expectations. And so, um, and I actually called her the other day and I was like, hey, because I'm going into a new season with her and I didn't want, I just wanted to put that, all of those issues to rest mm. because I had a lot of um, bad feelings towards her and I just, I didn't want to have them anymore. I wanted to let go, make peace with that situation. So I called her and I kind of said sorry for a couple things that I knew I did that were wrong. And, um we were talking about we somehow expectations were brought up and she said um and because I was talking about how my expectations for myself and for my my season last like my last season weren't being met and I was holding myself um to this per like per to perfection which obviously cannot be achieved like Mm. perfection simply cannot be achieved like you might be better at things but you cannot be perfect again an effort is perfect yes exactly you're not perfect exactly Um, and so I was talking to her about that and she said, it's a rude awakening to realize, um, that you've been holding yourself to unrealistic expectations. And she said, it's even, it's an even more rude awakening, um, to realize you've been holding others to unrealistic expectations. Mm. Because like you said, you can never, that person is going to do what they want to do. And like, if that's not aligned with their, their wants or like their life, then your expectations cannot be met. Mm-hmm. You, like it's so true you si- you simply cannot set expectations for others yep because that is their choice and that is their life and um it's okay like it's good to set expectations for yourself but it's also good to recognize when they are realistic and when they are um like healthy mm. i think there's a balance because there's like everything else in life there's um it's a push pull, you know, like there's black and white. If everything's a gray area. So I don't know. It can, they can be great and they can also be very bad. Mm, yeah. I like how you mentioned like realistic mm-hmm. as like a point because a lot of times, like, I don't know, it's hard because it's like, how to, I'm going to, that's another question is how do you mitigate, you know, like how do you, so what's like a practical tip do you think in your life you use to like not push that expectation? Because mm-hmm. like, there's societal there's family there's mm-hmm. friend expectations yes what is something like you have done that you feel like has helped with that with not so like putting expectations on people with your coach I guess that was a good example not putting expectations on others or myself yeah on others and I um, guess on yourself too so one way I was thinking myself um and one way that I don't put those expectations on myself is I read a book that's called the mountain is you I don't mm-hmm. know if you've read that but it's really good and it was talking about how um Cause I, a lot of my expectations are in my athletics. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about how like I wasn't, um, like I've kind of grown out of my love for basketball and I'm still going to play it, but like, I don't want to play, I don't want to be a a collegiate basketball athlete, you know? And that was kind of another rude awakening because, um, in this book I was reading it and it said, if you truly loved that thing that you were doing or that goal that you had, then you would have already achieved it because you would have found the love in doing it daily. Or like, mm. if you love the gym, you would find, you would have, um, you'd be achieving those goals because you love going every day. 
Like you can't just love the idea of the goal or like the expectation you've set you, but you can love the day to day, um, like the routines mm-hmm. of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was one way that I was like, okay, like it's okay that I don't, I am not this crazy good basketball college athlete because like I didn't truly love basketball the way that I, I thought I would when I was younger, you know, I didn't go spend hours at a gym every day shooting because that's not what I wanted to do. Mm. And like, um, that was, that was subconsciously like I'm like subconsciously, I didn't love that. And I found like that's being manifested unto me because I, I didn't do it, you Mm. know? And so, but for others, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I just think being aware of, um, I don't know. I like being aware of the way that situations make you feel and then looking at yourself, how I felt before the situation and saying, okay, well, like, what were these expectations? I'm reading the Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown and she talks mm. a lot about this. And um, and she talks about expectations and she gave an example where she was going to bring a book to Disneyland with her kids and her husband was like, okay, like, what are your expectations for this? And so, I don't know. I just think reflecting on the situation and trying to remember what expectations you subconsciously held before the experience Mm, maybe like looking at what they're supposed to do for you like based off your expectation Mm -hmm. and then maybe assessing how you feel Mm -hmm. I like that yes that's great advice and I think I think as we I think that's something that we're gonna have to that's a lifelong thing Mm -hmm. because the stronger relationship you have and the better relationship you have, I, th- I think the more expectations there's, there is. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about, I mean, people who are having incredible relationships and friendships in their life, they typically are, you know, gift giving and doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And eventually, if you do something for an extended period of time, it, I just thought of something too. Um, extended period of time, then you typically expect that. Mm-hmm. But one thing that Tony Robbins said was... I listened to a podcast from him and he says, mm-hmm. be spontaneous. That's mm-hmm. the way I think you can remove expectations because yeah. if you're not doing it consistently all the time, you don't expect it. Yes. And so then when it's spontaneous, you're like, oh, like, like even if it's just a written note or maybe it's like a text or all these things, yeah. so you care for them. But I think that's why it's so important. You find a passion and you dedicate your life mm-hmm. to that because you're focused on that, but you will reach out and do these things spontaneously. And so you keep that connection yes. and it grows stronger because I love the that. person knows you're thinking of them still years ahead and mm-hmm. years along the line. So, and that's, that's actually a good point. I think I'm going to, my tip that I'm going to give is being present. Because oh, I think, yeah. I think like the past doesn't exist. The past is a thought in your head. So like, get it out you know i yes that's the one thing that the was like the wizard liz says is like the past literally is a thought in your head so stop torturing yourself with that Mm. and the present like we have no idea of or not the present the future like we have no idea of knowing what's to come exactly like and i love that being spontaneous is being present and like Mm. being grounded and so i think um when you're focused on and it's the same thing like if you're focused on that routine or that day or like that that time you're going to the gym, you're not going to be thinking about if you went every day um, of the week next week, you know? Mm-hmm. So just being present, I think that's one way to avoid um, 
bad expectations from others or yourself. I love that, though, being spontaneous. Me too. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. He said, if you want to have better relationships, you got to be more spontaneous. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a great point. <laughs> um, but you brought up something that was kind of thought-provoking for me. Um, I'm, like, forgetting it now that I'm talking about it. Dang it. Uh, what it's hard because we have so many things. There's so many things, guys. This is why I wanted Libby on here. I knew this <laughs> was going to happen. Um, what were we talking about before? Do you even remember? Before expectations? <laughs> we were talking about... If you don't, that's okay. I honestly don't remember because I had something that was really good. But we're, talking it. About, we were talking about confidence. I, confidence. I At least I was for... Ah, dang. Well, maybe it will come back to me, but we have other questions for now, so that's okay. Dang it. I hate that feeling. I know. I hate it. It's the worst. Ah. It's okay. We'll get through it. Um, anyways, okay. So, I guess as we are kind of closing out here, I have three, let's do th- maybe two or three last questions, but um, what is the best piece of advice you have received in your life and why? That's a good question. One of the best pieces of advice is I don't need to figure it out right now. Mm. Like with, um, and this is in so many aspects of my life, like Mm -hmm. religiously, like I don't need to find this like crazy strong belief in God right now. Like I, I think, um, growing up, I had this expectation that by the time I was a senior, by the time I was turning 18, like I would figure it all out. But like, that's not true. You can never truly figure things out. Um, so I don't know, just trust that like, um, in time, like you'll get better at it, but mm. you might not be perfect at it, but like it, it'll get better and just, um, don't expect it to come all at once, I guess. Mm. Yes. That is very needed. I think for a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's very, it's comforting because it's like, you don't all, like you never have to I think that's what's what's hard for people to understand is you don't have to ever know anything because mm-hmm. you I mean and not anything but not everything yeah because it's like you never will know everything yeah you think when you reach a destination that you know everything but you probably still want to learn more mm-hmm. you think about all these entrepreneurs who are extremely successful and they go out and build bigger brands and you're like what the heck you just built a three billion dollar brand do you mm-hmm. really need to have more money it's Mm -hmm. like no it's the pursuing that makes them you know excited and they like it so that's another quote and a quote from andrew huberman i literally say every day to myself at the gym happiness is in the pursuit and not the end goal so Mm -hmm. the pursuing of the actual activity is what is going to bring you happiness that's the same thing i'm saying with the mountain is you quote or Mm. like not i guess it's not a quote like it's the same thing you find you should find um the happiness in the pursuit just like you said and like mm-hmm. my younger self was thinking like of the thinking of the end goal of like being this great athlete or being having like perfect grades you know it's mm. in it's definitely in the pursuit and that will manifest itself in your life as you continue to do the things you love and i think there's a mantra too that you can say like for me the hard so andrew huberman actually talks about this like I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I have no idea, but he talks about, and Andrew Huberman is a, has a PhD. He studies at, I believe Stanford, mm-hmm. um, but he's conducted a bunch of research studies, super intelligent guy. He has a podcast too. That's called the Huberman lab. Um, but he talks about this mantra you can use and you can say in those moments when you want to give up, you say, this is the part that's going to give me energy because 
when mm-hmm. you do that and you you are training your subconscious mind when you're saying that you can reach new heights you can mm-hmm. reach new and that's when you reach those new heights that's what's going to you know bring that dopamine and bring that that neuro response that's going to give you that energy and then you'll want to keep going because you just got a dopamine hit in your mind yeah so it's really cool but um i remembered what i was going to ask you about so good thing (laughs) yes um but you talked about how if you wanted to do something you would um Mm -hmm. so i think that that's applicable for a lot of people I think that's true like with me with the gym I love the mm-hmm. gym you love the gym there's mm-hmm. things that we do because we love them mm-hmm. but what do you think holds people back from taking action on things they want to achieve or be good at or um be successful with because I mean there's things that maybe they love but they don't take action on like what do you think is holding them back do you think I think questioning like really looking at yourself and questioning if you truly love that like some people will say like I keep bringing up basketball or, like, my athletics, but, like, I I do enjoy playing basketball or playing golf, doing my sports, mm-hmm. but, like, I might, I didn't love, like, the grind or, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I didn't, I didn't find love in the pursuit, like you said, and so once I started learning or, like, realizing this, I started to question, like, if I truly love that, like, did I really love going to the gym and putting in extra hours instead of going with my friends no like I loved going and being with like my friends and like and like shirking those um responsible like responsibilities quote quote but like it helped me question like if I truly loved that because Mm. I don't know but I think um I think that sometimes like I might not love like I don't know it's hard because sometimes people really do love things but don't end up doing them um and one way that I help myself stay consistent with those goals is routines Mm. I just I can't stress it enough like I was having a hard time going to the gym consistently at the beginning of the school year because I was um during the summer I had a great routine where I'd go to work and then I'd go to the gym and then I could like you know I had a day routine daily routine and so um but now I talked to my friend I said okay we're gonna go every day after school right when we're done because we get out the same periods because we get out early but anyway we said we're gonna go every day and we're gonna hold each other accountable um and so that became a routine like we go to school then we go to the gym and then we go to work you know Mm -hmm. and another thing that helped me was having another person to do that with and to hold me accountable someone other than myself because um sometimes I think we can get in these toxic cycles of um telling ourselves we're going to do a task and not completing that so it's like we start losing trust in ourselves, or we start Mm -hmm. losing um that confidence in ourselves and like knowing we're going to follow through with things so so kind of like accountability partner Mm -hmm. and then maybe not making the task unless you're actually going to do it yeah not making the goal not doing the because Mm -hmm. there's no point if you're if it's going to help you or if it's going to make you distrust yourself Mm -hmm. right but i love the idea of an accountability partner that's awesome yeah and that's so cool you guys Mm -hmm. have been doing it together is it is it courtney it's aubrey aubrey Aubrey. and courtney will come too like we kind of have like there's three of us and if one day one person can't go we go with the other person you know that's perfect yeah it's great that's so fun well okay we have one last question here it's been a freaking pleasure and i hope like i literally have lines of notes here from libby so (laughs) i hope you guys all are you know just jotting down because she has some incredible advice i'm learning and i'm so excited to start using some of these principles in my life um 
But okay, what is the advice that you would give to the listeners out there who are trying to start writing or um, playing sports or doing poems? Like what would you give them? What advice would you give them? Um, like with the pursuit of something. Yeah, so definitely finding a routine and doing that. Implementing mm-hmm. that it, like daily into your life what not it doesn't have to be like three hour gym sessions every day but like implementing like following um like immersing yourself in it you know following Mm -hmm. um other people that are within that niche like you kind of like you said earlier um finding that niche and then immersing yourself in it and like um just consistently making it a part of your daily life not necessarily it doesn't have to be a big thing every time but just um little implementations that will add up in the long run so like small and simple things Mm -hmm. and then making sure that like you're like you're truly finding joy in doing those small things you know because what you love yeah because if you don't if you're not finding yourself um happy or like getting joy from those small implement implications is that the word implications Implement, i think so. implementations implement i don't know which one it is either one but if you're not finding joy in implementing that in your life then like find something else you know it's okay to change hobbies like i i i'm not one specific niche like i'm a combination of all of my interests and all the things that i might not love or like you know there's mm-hmm. no it's not like i'm just the gym i'm also this and this and this like mm-hmm. there's other things you can do and if you don't love that find something else you know um but yeah I think that's one thing that really helped me is routines um making sure that I really loved it but yeah beautifully said those two things beautifully said I had a freaking blast with you today yes we got lots of topics uh discussed here and like I said I hope I don't even hope I you guys better have had (laughs) a notepad out and (laughs) writing notes okay these are really incredible principles I'm really excited to actually like because for me I think a big thing is I'm kind of just diverting from the way but just I struggle with knowing you know like like what I should and should be not Mm -hmm. like not be doing because I want to hold myself accountable but at the Mm -hmm. same time I'm like do I really need to be doing that you know so I like how you said do what you love and examine that so that's what I'm going to do tonight when I journal um anyways thank you guys so much for joining us on the believing and achieving podcast we had Libby Shaheen on here today and yeah I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and thanks for joining